0: Hey everyone, welcome back yet again to the Warrior Monk Podcast. I'm your host Lance and on this episode I was joined by my guest Mr. Richard Love. He goes by the name Exit Comfort Zone on Instagram and I was first drawn to him on Instagram because of his gritty, raw, and unfiltered approach to talking to the online community about fitness and health. Most of us from a military background kind of appreciate and have respect for that kind of gritty approach to talking to people about their health and fitness because it's how most of us were talked to uh, when we were going through our own military training and it certainly has its place and it can be certainly motivating uh, especially for the right people. Mr. Love is also a practitioner with some of the less traditional training tools to include sandbags, kettlebells, maces, clubs, and Olympic rings, which I use these in my own fitness routine on a regular basis. And he's also got some unique approaches to nutrition and breath work as well. So we're going to be talking about all of these things in the podcast episode coming up. I'm going to let him give a proper introduction to himself, but before we get into the recording, I would really like you guys, if you can, please go ahead and go to patreon.com forward slash wm podcast and please support this podcast i'm not sure if you're aware of this but recently zoom has changed their policy which means that now all recordings 40 minutes or longer require a monthly membership to use their services and zoom is the primary service i've been using to have conversations with people via podcast so this is one more thing in podcasting now that's become a monthly expense and a quote-unquote barrier to entry But if you enjoy the content from the Warrior Monk podcast, if you enjoy this episode specifically, please go over to patreon.com forward slash whiskey mic podcast. And if it's within you, please donate and contribute as a patron to the podcast so I can keep this thing going. Thanks for your support. I do appreciate it. Now, I hope you do enjoy this uninterrupted conversation between myself and Mr. Love. Hey everyone. Welcome back once again to the Worry Monk podcast. And uh, I'm really excited today because I've got an interesting guest and someone I've been looking forward to talking to for a while. I've got Mr. Richard Love. He's known on Instagram as Exit, Exit Comfort Zone. He is the, the leader of the Savage Army. He's a, a fellow coach, uh, someone who's interested in strength and conditioning, someone who's interested in health, someone who's interested in pushing yes. the limits of, of what the human condition is capable of. He's also a personality who is it raw and uncensored, which I love. I love that when people can can deliver their, their truth and and who they are, and not care about showing the the kind of personality and the kind of pe- people that people necessarily think they should be showing. So, yeah. uh, so Mr. Love, welcome to the Worry amount Podcast. Thanks for joining oh, me. Oh,
1: thank you so much. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I think this is a great opportunity for us to to share a lot great values together with your audience and connect your audience together with the Savage Army. So the, the pleasure and the honor is all on my side. Thank you, brother.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for my audience, I've given you a little bit of an introduction, but would you you mind giving a little bit of background on, on yourself, uh, where you come from and where you find yourself today?
1: Oh, most definitely. I'm originally a Swedish. I was born in Sweden. I was uh, kind of fostered in the Swedish army as an Arctic Ranger. And um, I met my wife uh, 13 years ago, and that have completely changed my life uh, for the better. Um, so that's a little bit of a background. My wife and I, we operate a business called Mr. and Mrs. Love Wellness Team uh, here in Miami Beach, where we have been living for yeah now 13 years together, and the types of services that we have always offered has been hard physical work and deep spiritual practice. So we have kind of combined um, her world and mine world in a joint venture, hoping to offer as many people as much value as we possibly can.
0: That's awesome. So I, I didn't know that you were, uh, you're. I, I knew kind of figured out by your accent. I figured he's Swedish or, Nor- or Norwegian, <laughs> one or the other by the accent. And I, I have an okay it's a, ear, that's a but...
1: very that's a very uh that's a big of an insult actually you know so i i let you pass this time but <laughs> next time do not ever you know mix me together with norwegians uh, um they are a different breed uh no i'm just kidding <laughs> well,
0: I, I did it i did it last week with someone who was uh, i thought they were cuban and they were puerto rican so i you know it's like... oh you see oh my
1: god you just lost two out of those nine lives that you yeah. have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm still working no. still working on my ear for accents, obviously.
1: I know no no I that that accent is not going anywhere. I have tried um, and poor my wife unfortunately have to deal with a uh, Swenglish, Swedish and English on uh-huh. a daily basis. So uh, she's definitely, you know, Bilingual by this point, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. She understands sure. multiple languages and multiple accents. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh,
0: but you were an Arctic ranger, so can you tell me? I don't, I don't know too much about the Swedish military, and unfortunately, I didn't get Absolutely. to spend much time serving in Europe or working with, uh, you know, our partner nations over there. So can you tell me a little bit what about what the Arctic Rangers? Obviously, learning to operate in cold conditions, but I can only imagine like a lot of mental. Uh, fortitude and a lot of a lot of conditioning yourself to deal with the worst and most extreme conditions for that.
1: Totally. You're absolutely on point when it comes to that. And to break it down for you, I was, um, you know, 17 turning 18 years old. And many of my friends at that time was, you know, looking to continue their educational program, going into college and whatnot. And uh, I had always been so active as a kid, you know, playing multiple sports from soccer to, to, to basketball to swimming, you know, constantly being outdoors. And I loved the physical component of every sport. So I was already very interested in, you know, measuring my own ability to perform at a very young age. Um, what got me into the gym and whatnot like many others in the age span of 15 to 20 is because your friends are starting to pack on a lot of muscles and you're like you know I want to look that good as well so like many others now following the steps of people who are older trying to get into the gym very very early um we can touch on that a little bit later but I realized like this, this is really interesting to be able to operate as, you know, as a human being, being able to do multiple things from lifting heavy to Mm. running far to, you know, I was always interested in finding out what I could actually perform. So when everybody was making their college decisions and whatnot, I was like, you know what, I want to go into the military and I want to, I want to try like the absolute most savage of of uh, educational programs that existed and in sweden at the time when you join the military service you do that on a voluntary basis it's nothing that you know it's required per se so you seek the opportunity to get this type of training then you have to perform the tests to make sure that you're eligible Um, the test was you know pretty tough but nothing like what was coming right so at that age, turning 18, I think I knew it all. You know, I, I had chosen a path, you know, mom and dad, you know, they have no clue what life is about. You know, I finished this and I've done that in my life, you know, so, you know, this is not going to be any problem whatsoever. The very first thing that you do uh, is that all people that are about to join that year, which was close to 350 kids, right, young, young adults, We weren't even savages, not even close. Uh, We all gather at the central train station. And the very first thing that you do is you take a overnight train ride to the very northern part of Sweden. We're talking Mm -hmm. like above the Arctic Circle, um, comparison to maybe parts of Alaska, Mm -hmm. I'd I'd say, or Canada. Um, So during the summer, it's all fine and dandy. Uh, You know, the sun is up in june for literally 24 hours straight for 30 days straight so that was a big shocker you know arriving and the sun doesn't even set you know it's like those first two weeks i will never forget it was Mm -hmm. where 350 young kids who thought they knew it all got so humbled so fast and um yeah, that was just the beginning of it.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing the that piece of your history. Yeah. I, I would yeah. I would love to see some of the some of the, the training that you guys do and just see the look the look of shock and awe on all these young young people's faces as they're realizing what they've got themselves into.
1: <laughs> the shock the shock was definitely a lot for many of us. Um you know I hadn't spent that much time away from my family for, mm. for, from from the big like as a start. But then to be in the hands of, you know, these officers who weren't necessarily like super hard on you, they just knew that when you're sleep deprived, when Mm. you're food deprived, we are going to filter out, you know, who's who here. Yeah. So don't worry. Don't worry too much about that, guys. Um, But the summer part, the summer portion of that 18 months period was all about building up your physique and your performance to be able to handle such a backpack, to be able to walk super far Mm -hmm. and to, you know, to be able to operate when you are sleep deprived, when you are food deprived, when you have no clue of what the next step is going to be. The uncertainty was something that I've never dealt with in the past. I knew exactly what one day was going to look like in school, I know exactly based upon training what i was going to do and who i was going to meet with after school but that uncertainty and to operate without that knowledge that already was a big shock factor for for me
0: yeah absolutely i like to say it's uh, learning to operate under under the conditions of thc and I say that to people and they go, wait, marijuana? That's said, no, no, no. When, you're, when you're tired and when you're hungry and when you're cold. And if you can learn to operate under those three conditions, you learn a whole different value to yourself.
1: That is exactly it. Um, you know, when the winter did arrive up there, uh, you know, I never, I've never crossed country skied in my life before. So... Uh, That was new as well. And then you have a big backpack on you, and then you have a a huge rifle around your neck. And every time someone, either of us, fell over into the snow, you fall so deep because of the weight that you are and the the loose snow that surrounds Mm. you. And instead of helping each other up, you know, everybody's so happy to get a little five minute break. So they're like, we got it, man. We got it. That's awesome. Awesome. So to to highlight your point about the THC, that's exactly what it is about. That's the type of ability to to operate under those conditions can can set a tone for life, and it did. Um, everything that was kind of like tough and. Offered some adversity in my life after that was yeah. was not even close as bad, you know. Sure.
0: <laughs> well, after hearing the story about kind of what your origins were, especially as a young as a young man and what you kind of took on, I can see I can see this the shaping and the molding that kind of started to turn you into the person that I've seen you you know only through an online presence, but kind of seeing the the person that you've turned yourself into because I see so many other military veterans um, who have this ability to um, you know. Turn down, exit the comfort zone, turn up the intensity, uh, and it's something that you don't. Most people don't get in just naturally. It's something that really takes time to sculpt and to shape. And it, you know, the 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 hardest iron is is forged in the hottest fire mentality.
1: You're you're absolutely on point. You know, I think that what you're what you're also describing there is that the military and that type of training offers you a deeper insight to mm. what you actually can do and what you are fucking made of. And for me, the greatest thing with graduating from the Arctic Ranger department was the constant quest to continue looking mm. and to continue exploring. Yeah. Um, at that time, it was only from a physical standpoint because mentally I, I wasn't, As strong as I believe I am right now. But at that state, it was physically uh, where I found the most gratitude. And many of the things that I say today, and I speak to people who are, you know, my former self, when I was in the age span of 15 to 20, I want them to really build their self confidence and self worth based upon their ability to perform a task at hand rather than only focusing on how you look. Because what I didn't have at that time was the social media pressure. Right. Um, you know that feeds a whole different new blueprint into these young savages' mind. You mm. know this is how you have to look like. You have to train a bro split. You have to consume X amount of protein powder. You have to you know follow suit. And that blueprint, I want to question that every single day and offer a different methodology and a different way of training and a different way of eating than what is now currently being pushed out there i think that that could generate a lot of confidence within young savages or older savages as well to realize like it's not all about the gym it's not all about the bro splits and this and that so Mm -hmm. i think it's a very important mission
0: yeah, absolutely. And that, that serves as a great transition point, because I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, how you eat and what you eat. Uh, I know you're also yeah. a, a, a proponent and a practicer of intermittent fasting, which I am as yes. as well. I've been doing it for, I guess, over 10 years now. Um, and yes, the science out there is really hard to refute. You know, we know it, it you know, it leads to greater hormone regulation, better insulin sensitivity, better Better growth hormone hormone production. We know we know it it uh it helps with autophagy and you know helping with cell replenishing. We know all these positive things about it. Um, but I've noticed that you do it, and you also have you kind of do the, a carnivore diet or a modified carnivore diet. Can you tell me a bit about the style that you eat and what you found from it?
1: Oh, most definitely. So my wife, when I met my wife, she have always been the one that opened up my mind. You know, opened up and shared that there is more to life than I, coming from the military at that time, when I first met her, what I saw in front of me, that was it. What I felt, that was it. But she showed me that there was layers to our existence.
0: As a and good a woman does, more, as a good woman
1: does. Oh knows. my <laughs> God, have she opened up my eyes. It's incredible. So I am the man today based upon everything that she had brought to us and for me to realize and Mm -hmm. she had never been pushing something in she's been like hey listen Mm -hmm. there's a door here walk through it so talking about food we were both very much into exploring Mm -hmm. but she coming from from trinidad and tobago has Uh a an amazing ability to cook food that is
0: caribbean food is the best
1: (laughs) i mean i when i first when i first had um, she, she asked me Richard do you want to have a uh, soup um, that I'm about to make and I was like you know what ah, I'm not so much into soups you know coming from Sweden where a soup is like a potato broth with <laughs> chunks of you know uh, carrots and yeah. some onions and some you know, parsnips I was like ah that's not my, my... and then all of a sudden She cooks up this vegetable, like utilizing the actual vegetables and making that into a soup, not like adding a bunch of water into it. And it was remarkable. So, yeah, my wife just said she will be happy to make one for you one day as well. Yes,
0: I'll take you up on it. So,
1: yeah. So with that, you know, I was like, holy shit! There's actually so much you can eat that is of amazing texture and nutrition and density of like everything that you need. So we went on a, you know, vegan diet. We were a raw vegan. We were vegetarian. We were uh, pescatarian. We wanted to try it all because yeah. I think that one of the greatest things like you just described here is the more contrast we experience here in life, the more life we we get to live, Right. So this whole mindset about being so training in one way and one way only or eating in one way and that's Mm -hmm. it or whatever type of categorization that we have living life. I think it's so like our ancestors are not here anymore. You know, they wish that we were in in the shoes that we are to just experience more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. So with those types of food intakes, we realize, okay, there's bits and pieces of here and here that serves me and that serves my wife better. And then with that experience, we created kind of like, okay, what is the path we're going forward? Mm -hmm. And in this quest of understanding our bodies better, we came about intermittent fasting as well. And just hearing you describe from a very basic um, level about autophagy and all of that stuff, I'm thinking to myself, why isn't that everybody fucking knows about intermittent (laughs) fasting? why isn't that common to understand what happens with our body when we're not eating Mm -hmm. and in this beautiful nation of ours where there's close to i don't know the the last percentage of obesity and like just like unhealthy living Mm -hmm. um the first thing what you tell a person you know or ask a person hey if you would like to start applying one more healthy aspect of your life what would that be well i start you know exercising or i start to eat greens and vegetables a little bit more salads and i'm like nobody talks about intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. nobody has any idea of that and ever since i started to incorporate intermittent fasting into my life as well i before that i was a slave to food Mm -hmm. I was of the concept of you know five meals per day every third hour to keep the metabolism going, yeah. and all of this nonsense that has been copy pasted and just pushed down into our existence yeah. as the way to go about fitness and living healthy.
0: Don't wanna lose my uh, gains, bro. I gotta ha- I gotta have protein every every hour. I'm gonna lose my gains.
1: If you don't eat, you will lose all of your muscles. I'm like. How can that be? We, we are fucking the most advanced creature roaming this planet that we call Earth. And we would lose all muscles if we stayed away from food for 15, 16 hours. Mm. That can't be, bro. You know. <laughs> so to make a long story short, intermittent fasting was applied for us as well. I'd say, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, somewhere around that span. But as of late, I came across Paul Saladino and his book, The Carnivore Code. Mm -hmm. And it opened up my eyes because I saw him first on TikTok. And he was displaying this table of all colors, okay? And all types of, from nose to tail, animal products. He was consuming liver, heart, spleen, Mm -hmm. um, ground beef. And I'm like, okay, he is not having rice and potatoes that I'm shoving my face full with every time I eat, coming from Sweden, we always have like potatoes part of our diet. Mm-hmm. So I probably had like five kilos of potatoes every single week. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's 20 kilos, that's 45 pounds more or less of potatoes every single fucking month. That right. was my like, by default. Right. So I thought if I remove that, I will lose all of my gains. And no, I didn't think it like that. But, you know, like, I was like, can I actually be full consuming fruits and eating meat? Yeah. So it's been now close to eight weeks. And I have never felt so aligned. And that mm. mass of body body weight that I kind of got rid of, I went from, you know, to 215 down to 208 more or less that that type of weight i realized i was carrying weight only to kind of look a certain way be big mm. or like have a little size on. but like in my book one of the greatest athletes on this planet is a fighter you know an mma fighter in my my opinion is, you know, pound for pound only carrying weight that is sufficient for that profession mm-hmm. to be able to go five rounds in an octagon. You can't walk around with five, six, seven, eight extra pounds that doesn't serve you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the, the the carnivore, carnivore-ish, I think Paul Saladino says, have really aligned myself with food that comes in is immediately digested because as you know carbohydrates coming from fruits is is water soluble so it goes Mm -hmm. fast to digest the food rather than sitting with starches sitting with rice potatoes that i will eventually gain uh energy from you know but what happened if that was one of my first meal you know potatoes rice with uh, chicken breast i passed the f out on the couch after Mm -hmm. i finished that yeah so i went from being you know, a slave to eating five meals per day, to having one meal, but immediately have to commit to a one-hour nap afterwards. Woke up and felt like, what the fuck is this? Mm. So coming now of eight weeks of like fruits, steak, eggs, uh, honey, kefir yogurt. And for you who don't know what uh, what kefir is, kefir is basically fermented cows or goat milk, mm. and it's more potent than yogurt and offering a great healthy gut bacteria for us so probiotics and i feel completely different and i yeah. got rid of shit that i don't need to carry around basically
0: yeah yeah that's awesome i i haven't started it yet but i've been i've i've listened to dr saladino for a while and his his yes. logic his logic with how he applies you know uh, what he thinks and what he researched about about plant consumption and stuff totally makes sense and i think i'm i'm gonna try it and see see how how my body responds to it you know
1: Please do because I am the first one to admit to you that I used to take pride in creating the most super food rich smooth I can possibly <laughs> think of. No, no, you're laughing, I'm talking goji berries, I'm talking turmeric in abundance, I'm talking about kale, spinach. And for some people, that is great, but like my wife always says, you know, plants can definitely help us, but if it's treated as a medicine, medicinally, Okay, it can come in and help you support different kinds of ailments. Absolutely. That science supports as well. But to have an overall consumption of it daily, mm-hmm. that to me, I don't vibe with anymore. And that super food smoothie is now, you know, it's not yeah. happening anymore. <laughs> so,
0: one thing too um, that, you know, we, we of course, everyone, talks about how you work out. And I I want to speak with that because you, you focus on the use of five, the five savage tools, um, and everyone focuses on how you eat. Right. Um, but along with that, we got to talk about how you breathe. Right. Because, you know, it's, we, we talk about what, what really affects our metabolism. Right. And you can survive, A week without food a couple days without water but you can only survive minutes without without air right so it it, it does and I've, i've had other guests on the on the podcast to talk about you know the importance of nasal breathing but i've noticed you do a lot of your workouts with mouth tape what can you tell me about the use of that and why you do it
1: right first and foremost i think it's super interesting that we have now touched on a second topic of all of which we as humans need to understand so much more about. But hey, you can't monetize intermittent fasting. You can't monetize staying away from food. You can't monetize breathing in a great manner. You can't monetize, well, now sleep has become um, somewhat easy to monetize with certain types of like, you know, CBD product and all of yeah. that stuff. But These are, these are things that should not be kept as a secret between Mm. you and me and our audience. Everybody should fuck. It's our birthright to know what actions and what steps of actions I can take to optimize my performance Mm. and existence here on this world. Agreed. So I read, I read a book by James Nestor called, uh, breathe, Mm -hmm. either breathe or breath. Now I can read call. I've read it too. Breathe, breathe. And I think, I think I said breath. Because Swedish, English, once again, <laughs> <laughs> two different pronunciations if there's an E in the end. Anyway, so I was fascinated by, by, by his book. I'm, I'm sure you were as well. Yeah. And just like the realization of how mouth breathing, how, and the experiment that James went through in his book by only mouth breathing for, I, I think it was an entire week or maybe even more. Mm. Ah, uh, and like the detrimental health effects that came from that—it's right. unreal. So I'm like, okay, there's actually a lot of features and functions of this beautiful thing we have in the middle of our mm-hmm. face uh, that I don't think that a lot of people have any idea about. So I started to do more and more um, training with duct tape covering my mouth, and okay, that is a little bit drastic and it can look very dramatic and, uh, you know, people will be definitely wondering what what is going on here. And I have a lot of problems, but breathing is no longer one of them. Um, But every time I was working out with the duct tape, you know, it's a pretty public spot where I work out at. So people would take a detour um, around uh, where I was, because this guy is duct taped and he's using a a metal bat, he cannot be seen. Uh, Even though I live in Miami, and there's a place where every nutcase here in Miami, including myself, people still found it to be very interesting. So I wanted to have, I wanted to try it. I wanted to see how it worked for me to cover my mouth and only breathe through my nose throughout the workout. Mm -hmm. So I started with just the warm-up, and I was completely out of breath. I was humbled immediately and thought, I can't do this. But then I started to realize that I was warming up way too fast. So what breathing through my nose initially did was to slow down the fucking pace. Like I don't need to move as fast, which also can be preventing injuries from happening for a lot of people as well. So the first step was to warm up only nasal breathing. And then, wow, that's starting to feel easier and easier. So I started to jog in a very, very slow pace to see how that worked. And i don't know if your audience is aware, but since you said that a lot of you have been talking about the power of means of reading in the past, I sh- i'm I'm assuming that a lot of people are aware of it but the the functions that I was very surprised that I had no idea about what our nose can do with you know filtering the air being one you know mm-hmm. the resistance itself allows for the gas exchange to happen in a perfect way in our body. Um, How the air, the outside air is heated to 86 degrees um, Mm -hmm. before the air reaches our lungs. Um, You know, the nitric oxide component, you know, from our nasal cavities, how that affects our body when we breathe. Like I had no idea about these things. Mm -hmm. Like nobody tells me about these things. So I started to then work out with it. And little by little, I became more and more comfortable with only breathing through my nose and i felt like recovery wise in between each and every set every time i stopped to take a breather i felt like i recovered so much quicker and after the workout having five minutes of just nasal breathing before i pack up and get out of there right completely changed how quickly i recovered as well
0: mm. do you have you noticed a difference that's, in that's like a your- long story Yeah, have you noticed a difference in your endurance too? Like not not just like the your capacity for work, but how like how far or how long you can go?
1: Most definitely, especially when it comes to running. I'm really focusing down on breathing through my nose solely when I'm out running. And I don't focus on run a little bit further if I go mouth breathing, Mm -hmm. but I am more tired if I do a mouth breathing type of run compared to when i'm nasal breathing and a little bit shorter of a distance and a little bit slower of a pace initially so i can see how it can definitely go further thanks to the fact that i'm supplying my body with with more oxygen you know not more oxygen but the, the the actual use of the oxygen that is coming into my mouth is is better
0: yeah absolutely and one thing that with people uh i've i've done from so i've done a clinic with uh the guys at power speed endurance while well, they're they've rebranded now as shift um and also through xpt with laird hamilton's company um, yes they've they've had a lot of influence from from uh james nestor and and other people as well is the uh not always the amount of oxygen efficiency but the co2 tolerance so by rest, you're right by limiting limiting how fast or how quick you you access the o2 from from overbreathing you increase the 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 tolerance to the co2 and it actually makes you more stress tolerant which is which is really crazy it makes you able to handle stress just in life better which is a really cool so, byproduct
1: so fucking cool. yes that's why he also recommends like swimming for example like yes. you are operating without breathing and you are building up that co2 tolerance like crazy so mm-hmm. lesson this weekend to me and hopefully to you as well like let's let's swim
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> and I, I love swimming of course it's always a it's a comfort zone thing too that's another thing for a lot of people right exiting the comfort zone is if you haven't haven't swam it's it becomes a, a new daunting task that you don't that you're not familiar with
1: that's true but imagine when we were kids we don't give a fuck about that oh yeah we were like hey listen listen like we cannot be crawling for the rest of our lives we have to get to walking and then when we were walking we have to get to running yes. but then all of a sudden we stop as human beings as, as adults in particular like yeah. that's it i have a high school and i have a college degree i know my shit and i'm doing this and this type of profession and that's it i'm yeah. not learning any new languages i'm definitely not learning any new things about our bodies No, no 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 why
0: yeah well, I love that you bring that up as a uh, the, that kind of childlike curiosity, right? We learned new stuff all the time as a kid and we never, it's like the ego almost wasn't even a part of it. But then when we become adults with the concept of learning or trying something new becomes, oh, I'm, I won't be good at it. Or what if I fail at it and all these things.
1: So all of a sudden you have the fear. You have fear for mm-hmm. potentially not looking good when trying something new mm-hmm. or other people will judge you for, hey, why are you trying this and that i mean come on it's like my wife always says like there's there's so much abundance in our life experience here that is just there um waiting for us to experience
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and if you're not interested in anything else like your body and you operating as a motherfucking unit can be really enhanced by just a few pieces of tools and a applying a few things, a few new habits in life. Mm. And I am definitely not sitting here saying that I know it all. I know nothing, absolutely nothing, but I'm curious to find mm. out more.
0: There you go, that's the key, right? I'm willing to learn. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the, the, the Five Savage Tools and some of your methodology to, to coaching and training with people?
1: Yes. So the five savage tools that I greatly appreciate that I base more or less 95% of my training around uh, is a savage sandbag, which is my wife's and I um, uh, sandbag brand. Um, Savage rings, which is basically a set of rings. And then you have the gada or mace bell, like we call it here in the Western world, a steel club and a kettlebell. So both you and I know like those five tools alone, like at least on the top of my head, I can think about you know 50 movements to do with each yeah. and every one of them. Not each and every one, but all together. Yeah. So I've been training this way for the past two and a half a- years. Um I don't have a gym membership. How the sandbags build such a brute strength, mm. holding on to 170 pounds with your entire body and squatting is very different from doing a barbell back squat, for example. Um, And it's more easily accessible. So these five tools, not only are they very powerful and effective in a very different way, each one of them, but you can also utilize them more or less anywhere you are. And to me, once again, I am free from The hours of the gym. And now, during the Mm -hmm. pandemic, I think that everybody should have learned that you have to become fucking adaptable here in life. Absolutely. Real fucking quick. Like, it's not open from seven to 10, and every, you know, every day, Monday to Friday anymore. It's not Mm -hmm. open at all for six, seven, eight, nine months, or how long it was. I think some countries are now starting to open up their gyms again. So, as human beings, we need to constantly be able to adapt and having five tools, knowledge about how to utilize those. I think that that sets a fantastic foundation for anyone. And if you prefer a kettlebell, okay, great. Great. Learn more about the kettlebell movements. If you like sandbag training, okay, we have plenty of movements that you can perform with that. So on Exit Comfort Zone, we feature a lot of um, the physical training capacity where my wife also highlights on her side everything that has to do with mental and spiritual Mm. growth as well.
0: Very cool, very cool. And uh, another point on that too, I've used all those tools. I think the Mace I've had the least amount of experience with, but when Um, when, when you resource those for your own home gym, like it takes up so little space compared to- That's true. Having the squat rack and having all the plates and then having the barbells and having all the dumbbells and everything. It's like, you can get just as good a workout, more functional, more practical with half the equipment, less than half
1: right and i am not saying that you should stop going to the gym and only focus on the savage five tools absolutely not i think that the key here in any form of communication that i have whether that is on TikTok or on instagram is that you can do so much mm. with your machine okay right. don't be linear like I, when people say oh, I'm only doing running, I'm only a yogi, I'm only doing powerlifting, I'm only doing bodybuilding. Like, okay, that's cool, do you. But listen, I would love for you to also try this because with these tools, you can work in the transverse plane. Mm-hmm. How is that different from being very linear in your training approach? What kind of benefits can you gain? And those people who are very close-minded, mm-hmm. I often refer to as little pumpkins. <laughs> um some take great offense that's perfectly fine some actually appreciate me calling them little pumpkin that I find a little bit weird uh because I also want to highlight that there's a savage within each and every one of us and that is my goal to be a little bit of a catalyst and bringing that savage further out of you just showcasing that there is a little bit more with inside of you that's all I care about that is my mission but to me, those five tools can definitely be, as you say, a minimalistic setup that doesn't take off a lot of footprint. As I say, with the savage sandbags, it also works as an extra seat when you have guests over. You no, know? <laughs> they can't sit in your squat track necessarily, or they can't sit on a kettlebell, but the sandbag works perfectly as a coffee table or as an extra seat.
0: There you go. <laughs> Multi-purpose. <laughs> yes so richard i need to ask you uh i like to ask all my guests the two two questions when they come on and and the first is when you hear warrior monk who or what does that make you think of what comes to mind how do you envision that term
1: to me warrior monk sounds like somebody that i think that all men should strive to be or thrive to become because the monk aspect to me talks about the awareness, the uh, the stillness, the calmness, the the insightfulness. I have no idea if that's a word or not, but the ability to look within and and choose when or if he or she should bring out the warrior aspect of ourselves as well, the duality that we have. And call it a warrior, call it a savage. I think that all of us should be able to recognize all of those aspects of ourselves. So the warrior monk, is a person, person that I think that all of us should try to be. Mm.
0: Love it. Uh, next question I ask everyone is who's influencing you right now, right? Because we we all have people in our lives, whether they're you know a, a close friend, family member, mentor, someone that you love, or even someone that you're connecting with through through media or reading or something of that nature. So, who's influencing you right now as far as the things that you're learning, the directions that you're moving in as a person?
1: That's a very good question. If you follow me on exit comfort zone on instagram i don't follow anyone except for my wife Mm. and to many this might sound cliche um yeah you have to say that because she's your wife and whatnot but to be really honest with you the, the the most admiration and inspiration that i see on a daily basis comes from my wife's constant quest she's always trying to explore more more about what's currently going on in the world, more about herself, more about our relationship, more about you know how can, how she can fully like connect with her potential and, and and reaching the desire desires that she has. To me, that is my greatest inspiration on a daily basis. I haven't seen anyone do anything near the type of work that I am so honored to be so close to see on a daily basis. Um and the reason also why I didn't why I chose not to follow anyone else but her on on instagram it's because i want to treat social media as a as a as a tool to connect with people but the biggest difference is i do not need to see that you are celebrating your five years anniversary down into or that your dog um just turned two or that your parents is already married or like i don't need to have that feed into my my daily life mm. that have helped me narrow down Um, my progress versus my own progress. Absolutely. I realized in the past that I was like, holy shit, I'm following this guy who is swinging a 75 pound mace. And I'm like, fuck it, right. I'm working with 30. And I started to feel this like comparison that I'm now talking about, Hey, try to avoid comparing yourself with other people that all came from that because I realized that I was doing that. all the things that I'm sharing with people as of now, telling people sometimes in a very stern opinionated type of video all comes from Mm self-talk i don't want you to make the same mistakes that i have done i want you to do a little bit more of what i want to do a little bit more so half of the people they they take that as offense and they wonder well who the fuck are you bro I'm nobody. The first one to say that I'm absolutely nobody. I'm here just like you experiencing life in one way or the other. But if I can give you a little bit of guidance and avoid these and these things that haven't served me very well, then I think that I can contribute to you having a better life. That's it. So to make a very long story short, my wife is my number one inspiration and admiration. And the reason why I don't follow many other people on Instagram is because I want to avoid having too much feed into my daily life, into my eyes. But that doesn't mean that I'm not connecting with people. I am on my DMs every single day, answering people, connecting with savages and further guiding in the best way that I possibly can. So if anyone listens to this great podcast and you want to send me a message, know that I will answer you within 24 hours.
0: That's awesome. And I mean, you, you responded to me right away too. And you know, I, don't have any kind of similar connections to anybody or or friends in common or anything like that. And I love hearing your perspective on why, you know, you only have one person that you follow on there. I think if anybody ever hears your articulation of why that is, and they don't, they don't get it or agree with that, or they're still offended, then they don't deserve your attention anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for saying that. (laughs) I I believe it, man. I'm a firm believer in it um and gr- great answers to the questions too i, I love asking these questions because i always get different responses from people
1: of so. course that that's a very good question and i think that this this podcast serves such a great foundation for a dialogue i think that that is something that is so necessary nowadays mm-hmm. to be able to fucking communicate with one another We're so quick to jump to assumptions to judgment. And he says that, well, F him, because I think this, well, if you like come at me with like, I don't share your opinion, great. Let's have a dialogue about that so that we both can grow from it. I'm not looking for people who are following me. Absolutely not. I know where I am at today is because of the fact that I was open-minded to try other people's shit that they were doing at the time. And I got inspired by that. So if you can also be open-minded to try new things, we have so much fucking experience here in life and every fucking moment will feel rich and one lifetime will feel like perfectly enough to live.
0: <laughs> yes, perfectly articulated. So my man, how, if Richard Love, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, they want to they want to become a part of the Savage Army, how, you know, reach out on the Instagram, how else are they going to follow you, find you and get in touch?
1: Absolutely. So we are, my wife and I are Mr. And Mrs. Love, dot com m r m r s l o v e dot com
0: very cool man well i hope anybody listening to this podcast at least goes goes and sees some of your your stuff that you're preaching because i think i'm all about it man i, I love it i'm gonna thank keep following you. you i'm looking forward I'm to gonna... seeing the savage army grow and seeing what where it yes. takes you guys as well
1: thank you thank you so much for this opportunity brother
0: Absolutely. Well, we'll be talking to you soon. And hopefully, maybe next time in, I'm in South Florida, maybe we can connect and and get some kettlebell or mace swings in, man.
1: Are you, bud? I bet. I will definitely do my best to serve you, brother.
0: All right. Cool, man. Thanks again for your time.
1: Thank you. And
0: there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Love from Exit Comfort Zone. Please go check him out on Instagram. I believe he's on TikTok as well at Exit Comfort Zone. Or you can go check out him and his wife on their website at MrMrsLove.com. They are the dynamic duo, it seems. such an awesome combination to see two people come together to making positive impact on other people's lives. It's a very cool thing that they're doing. Please, if you haven't done so already, go check out the Warrior Monk podcast on Instagram out on Facebook. Give us a like, a follow. Please share this podcast with someone else who you think would be interested. And guys, growth through balance. That's what it's all about. If you're interested in hearing certain content or you have an idea for an episode, please also don't hesitate to shoot me a direct message at either Instagram or Facebook. And I look forward to connecting with you. This is Lance signing out.